the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's calling, wake up time. It's your time to shine. You were born for such a time as this. Such a time as Then we do have a reference to the fall of a portion of the angels. So when you hear one third of the angels fell, Satan fell, these are all the verses they use to to come up with that, to conclude that. But two thirds of the angels remain loyal to God, if that indeed was the case. And these are holy angels. And then one third of the angels who joined Satan, again, if that's the case, the reason I say that is we don't know for certain. There's no way I could come up here and say, oh, this is exactly what this means. This is exactly how this played out. I mean, we, we just don't know. And they are called unclean spirits or demons today. Thank you for joining us here at Westside Christian Fellowship, located in Leona Valley, California, one hour north of Los Angeles. Today on Regaining Lost Ground, we hear the second part of this powerful message from Pastor Shane titled, Satan Cast Out, A Woman, A Child, A Dragon. 1 John 5.4 tells us that for whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Today, Pastor Shane encourages every Christian to charge the gates of hell, that through Christ, we are all more than conquerors. Take hold of the awesome power of God's Spirit and live in victory today, all for the glory of King Jesus. You can hear the whole message at Pastor Shane's YouTube and Rumble channels. Make sure to subscribe today. For more information, visit us online at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We also encourage you to hear more truth from Pastor Shane with the Idleman Unplugged weekly podcast. And now, from Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California, here's Pastor Shane Idleman. God cares for us enough to, to, to He knows where we're at. And he knows that, that we're, we're, we're fallible. We're weak. I need to hear from God. I don't know about you, but I don't, I don't really rush ahead. I don't write him. He's taken seven years for tears. To build faith also. To build faith. He shows us a sign to build faith often. He'll show you something. Oh, Lord, thank you. It reinforces what we believe, and it's a very good thing. So there was a sign in heaven. And you can look at these five things to see how God might use a sign to warn you, to encourage you, to wake you up, or to direct you. But you don't, let me just close with this, you don't just follow every whim or every little, you know, sometimes ask for a few signs. Amen? Okay, Lord, all right, I got it. But like Gideon, I I, I can relate to Gideon. Remember Gideon? All right, Lord, if everything is wet... But the other side of this mat is dry. I know it's you wanting me to go forward. That's why they call it throwing out a fleece in the Christian community. And then he woke up. Can you imagine everything is due? And for that to be dry underneath is actually impossible. Those of you who work outside or you know. And he goes, okay, okay, well, one more, one more chance here. And he flipped it over, right? Now, now, if it's wet and everything else is dry, then I'll know it's you. 
And it was. But he's still a little, little worried. And they go sneak into the camp, and one of his enemies has a dream that this big sourdough, freshly made with butter on it, thing rolls into the camp of the enemy. You just bought some sourdough today, Raji. I know you. And so it rolls into the camp, and the, the enemy says, Ah, oh, this is nothing but the sword of Gideon. And, and he confirmed it again. Now Gideon said, Surely this is God. Finally, it only took three times. And I think God knows our frailty, frailty. And actually, to me, it's not really being disobedient. It's being cautious. Like, Lord, I know, okay, that, that's, that's a good confirmation. And again, I've, I can tell you about the radio station, how he purchased, purchased that. It took about three different confirmations that were totally not even, you couldn't make this stuff up if you wanted to. So just take it to prayer, move cautiously, God will show you. So, but this sign, there was a great fiery dragon, which obviously it looks like Satan, and his tail, his tail, what did it do? It drew a third of the stars of heaven, and it threw them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth, and he was going to devour her child as soon as it was born. And of course, this sounds like what Herod tried to do as soon as Jesus was born. The wise men came and they said, where is this king who is born? And Herod said, well, when you find him, come back and tell me. Because he wanted to kill that child. Be careful who you tell your dream to. Not There's a lot of dream killers. And I wish it wasn't true, but not everyone is happy for you when you're doing good. And there's a lot of lessons. Mary pondered it in her heart. Nehemiah pondered it in his heart. Dave, her, his heart, yeah, and David pondered things in his heart. The prophets would, would ponder things in their heart. And so Herod, when the wise men never came back, he set out to kill all the babies two and under to make sure they got rid of Jesus. How did God remove Joseph and Jesus from that area? By a dream. And so there are YouTube videos and different things that actually mock Oh, dreams aren't for today. Dream. Ah, are you sure? Golly, I hate when people say they're not, God's not doing that anymore. Are you sure he's not doing that anymore? Did he tell you? Because he hasn't told me. His word is still kind of clear that he's doing things. I mean, think about it. God uses these things to direct his people. Well, but now we have the word in chain. Yeah, but the word doesn't tell me who to marry. It doesn't tell me where to work. It doesn't tell me to buy radio stations. It doesn't, it gives me principles to follow. But I need a little help from the Holy Spirit to guide. That's New Testament. That's New Testament theology. Well, what do you mean? Well, Paul was led by the Spirit, not the Septuagint. He was led. The, the Holy Spirit forbade them, forbidden them from going. The Holy Spirit did this. There, there, there's so many things where for open, we're allowing God to move us around. His word is my stability. His word is my anchor. I don't do anything without the, those principles. It's life, but we don't, we don't worship the Father, the Son, and the Holy Word. The word points us to Jesus. And God uses things to lead us. 
And I think it, it, it catches a lot of flack, dreams and things, because people can get really weird with it. You're not supposed to be weird. Solid. Solid. Cautious, but careful. Open, but cautious and careful. And so this picture of a third of the stars of heaven came in the vision, and the child, Satan was wanting to devour this child. And Satan's goal, you need to know this, is always to devour. In case you're wondering this morning, in case you're wondering this morning, what his goal is, it is to devour. First Peter 5, 8-9, be sober, be vigilant. Men, this is a call to you as well. Of course, sobriety, meaning with drunkenness, of course. But also, it doesn't just mean that. Sober means to be be ready, be a watchman, be alert, be, know what's going on. Not the lazy man stuck in his man cave for five hours with no clue what's going on in his family or around him or anything. Be sober. Wake up to the things that are really important. Be vigilant. What does that mean? Vigilant, not giving up, fighting, moving forward despite setbacks. No matter, come hell or high water, I am going to move forward. I'm going to, I'm going to seek God. I'm going to guard my family. I'm going to pray for, for things, even when it doesn't look like there are going to be good results. So you're sober in the things of God. You're vigilant. So in other words, you discern what's going on and you're fighting spiritual battles. And you have to do this because your adversary, not your friend, the devil walks about as a roaring lion. Do you know often lions, you, you, you picture, they don't roar right before they go after their prey. That would kind of give them a signal. The roar is an intimidation. This is my ground. This is my land here in Africa. Don't you come near me. It's a sign of intimidation. So it's, it's kind of ironic that the devil walks around intimidating. And discourage it. He can't touch you if God has you. I'll never forget when I, that. You should read that book, Pilgrim's Progress. I think there was a movie out too, but it, his name is Christian. And he's walking down this path, and there's two lions trying to get him, but they're, they're chained. They, they can't touch him unless he falls one side or the other. Or he sees them, he becomes discouraged, and he goes back to where he was. So you have to understand about Satan. He's not equal. He's not all-powerful. He's not all-knowing. He doesn't like me saying what I'm telling you right now. That's for sure. He's He roars. He intimidates. He tries to discourage you. And I think a discouraged Christian, a discouraged Christian is causing more problems uh, than anything else. It's quenching and grieving the Spirit. Think about it. If, if we're discouraged, look at all areas of service. If, if the worship team is discouraged, it's like, hey, I'm, 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 I'm going to take this month off. I don't even want to be there. Can you imagine? Sound and media, I'm getting discouraged. I'm calling in sick. Other aspects of media, I'm discouraged. I'm, 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 I, I've been, I'm frustrated. Nobody, and, and now we have, and then we have ushers calling and nobody's coming in. I don't want to be there. Discouragement. Discouragement. Witness to that person. No, I'm discouraged. I see it all the time. 
and in my own life as well. You don't want to do much for God when you're discouraged, do you? Come on, we've all been there. We get pumped up. January 1st is coming, New Year's resolutions. We know. Man, I'm motivated. I'm going to do this. I can't wait. I'm going to, I'm going to talk to some of you on January 7th and see how you're doing. Do you know you'll be very discouraged if you don't set realistic goals and understand that the enemy is trying to discourage you? That's what he does. He roars. He intimidates. I talked to a gentleman recently who finally took my advice and stopped watching the news all the time. He goes, I feel so much better. The joy's returned. There's a smile back. Goodness gracious. I'm not so discouraged. Boy, it can get you, can't it? The White House having their Christmas party with all those transgenders, fluid dancing down the, the middle of the White House? My Lord, have mercy on us, God. And the video they're filming in the Senate hall where the guy got removed, and, and it's like, this is sexual perversion as a very deep and deviant and demonic level. And if you're not careful, you get very discouraged. And that's what he does. He devours. Look at what I'm doing. Look at what I'm doing, he says. He discourages you. There's nothing you can do, Christian. And I get discouraged because people post that on social media. I get thousands of comments a month on all different. It's like, oh, it's, you think you're really going to make a difference? America's going to hell in a handbasket. We're supposed to just wait for the rapture. Well, what verse? Can you tell me what chapter and verse that says to just go and wait for the rapture? What chapter and verse, please? Well, no, I mean, you got to, you know, it's pointless. The pointless. The enemy's coming in and, and God's going to do. That's not the Bible I read. Tells me to do business until he returns. Tells me to expose the unfruitful works of darkness. I'm called to expose the unfruitful works of darkness. I'm called and you're called to motivate the next generation. Can you imagine all the teenagers and young adults looking at us going, well, what about me? Well, too bad, honey. I'm, I'm out of here in a couple 20 years. You can deal with this. Leave them that, well, no, we're supposed to be big boys. Put on our big boy pants. Get up and fight this battle, spiritually speaking. Make a difference. How do we know God's not going to bring revival? You think God is concerned? God is scared? The enemy's roaring and God is is backing away? Absolutely not. That's why he says, put on the whole armor of God and withstand the wiles of the devil. Having done all, just stand there with their loins girt about with truth. That's all God says. Just stand there. Hold the line. Don't fall back. Don't get discouraged. I might preach a little this morning. I might change direction because you need to encourage yourself in the Lord. Yes, it's okay to stand up, Raquel. Praise God. But right, we got to encourage ourselves and leave here ready. Okay, Lord, he, he might have been growling this week. He might have been puffing his chest and, and roaring this week, but I'm going to take him out. That enemy is no threat to me. Greater is God that is in within me than he that's in the world. I'm just telling you, discouragement is the biggest weapon he has. Right? If I'm discouraged, I'm not coming for a while. Abram, you got it. I'm done. I'm not going to witness to people. I'm not going to help people. I'm not going to talk to people. I don't want to do anything because I'm discouraged. 
There goes our witness. There goes our spiritual power. There goes the Holy Spirit working in our hearts. How do you know you don't see someone walking on Trader Joe's and God puts on your heart to pray for them, that they're delivered, and they begin weeping and breaking down, and you go somewhere else and you see you're full of the Spirit of God. Now you're doing the things of God. Most of us are not full of the Spirit of God. That's why we go through our daily life like a robot. I went to church. I'll see you next week. Is that how robots walk? Robots walk. <laughs> When I was younger, I could do the robot. Everyone, remember that dance? No, I don't think I could. I'm not even going to attempt it. Not, I, t- I mentioned Ice Ice Baby Vanilla Ice last week. I'm not going to go there this week. I'm praying for that guy. I'm praying for him and all these guys that, that I grew up with in Hollywood. I didn't know them, but I'm just praying for them. But that's a side trail. But isn't that true discouragement? He comes about roaring, and he wants to devour, but what are you supposed to do? Resist him. You have to see this. Resist him. That word steadfast. Hmm. Steadfast. In other words, hold fast. If I had something, it's like, here comes the hurricane, and I'm, I'm, I'm holding tight. I'm steadfast. I'm holding tight. So resist him. Here he comes. I'm holding tight. I'm steadfast. It doesn't mean there's no hurricane or earthquake, but you hold on to Christ. You resist him. You hold hold to that faith, knowing that the same sufferings, meaning when you go through that difficulty, they are experienced by brothers all over the world. We all go through the same things, but unfortunately in America, we know nothing of suffering. And then we see Satan cast out. We're going to talk about that here briefly because his tail threw, I'm sorry, drew a third of the stars and he threw these stars to the earth and the dragon stood before the woman and was ready to give birth and to devour her child. So a lot of people think, and you know, it, it does get confusing because the Bible isn't always chronologic, written in chronological order. I wish it was. There's a Bible. It's called the Chronological Bible. You know, you can read that, but then it's like, well, who put this together, right? They, they, they do some things that I don't quite agree with, but it's a good, it's a good Bible. But some people say this is when Satan was cast out of heaven and he drew one third of the angels with him. But let's talk about that for a minute. God declared everything to be good, very good after creation. After that, it appears that Satan was cast out of heaven when he rebelled against God. Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. So again, there are different views on your interpretation of revelation. And, 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 um, I mean, there's, there's views on even Satan. You know, did he, did he really fall and, 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 and pride, he was like, he was created really good and then he fell and became this or did God create him to be evil? You know, and people teach that. And all we do is we can just stick with scripture. And then Isaiah 14 is another passage that may describe the fall of Satan. It opens with judgment being pronounced against a human king and the nation of Babylon, but then it goes on to suggest that it may also refer to Satan. And re- read, read Isaiah 14 at your convenience. 
I will just tell you that it's been, this has been a struggle for me about, for about 20 years. On where everybody says, oh, this is definitely about Satan. I'm like, um, I don't know. I, maybe, because there's some language in here that's definitely not for a king, an earthly king. But if you read the beginning, like uh, of Isaiah 14, about, around, around verse 12, it's definitely talking about an earthly king. For sure. There's no way around it. You can look at the language. But then he goes on to say, he talks about the whole earth and the king fell from heaven and the king's desire was it to exalt himself above all the stars. And the symbolic name Lucifer or light bringer was also used. So it's an interesting passage. I just leave it at that. Definitely talking about a human king because he's pronouncing judgments in Isaiah 14, I believe, on different kingdoms. And he gets to the king of Babylon and he pronounces a judgment on that king. But then it goes into some very interesting language that would not pertain to an earthly king. So that's why a lot of people think Isaiah 14 is talking about a a judgment against Satan as well. So again, got questions. The book of Revelation describes a star that had fallen from the sky to the earth. Remember we read that a few, I think a month or two back. So there's a star that falls from the sky to the earth. This star is given a key to the bottomless pit and proceeds to release a horde of tormenting locusts. So while Revelation 9.1 is not clearly a reference, I mean, it's not clear referencing, it's not a clear reference to Satan, it could be, especially since he uses the key to unleash terror upon the earth. So here's what you need to know. Just... This one-third of heaven could be Satan being cast down and taking one-third of the angels with him. That's where we come up with this concept. Without that verse, there's really no... And then are these angels now demons? And that's, is that how the demonic realm was born? You know, so that, that's what that's about. John says that the dragon was hurled down to earth... And he identifies it as the ancient serpent called the devil. We're going to read that here in a couple more verses. So John calls him the devil or Satan who leads the whole world astray. So let me bring this home. If the stars are symbolic references to Satan, Satan's angels, then we do have a reference to the fall of a portion of the angels. So when you hear one-third of the angels fell, Satan fell, these are all the verses they use to to come up with that, to conclude that. But two-thirds of the angels remain loyal to God, if that indeed was the case. And these are holy angels. And then one-third of the angels who joined Satan, again, if that's the case, the reason I say that is we don't know for certain. There's no way I could come up here and say, oh, this is exactly what this means. This is exactly how this played out. I mean, we, we just don't know. And they are called unclean spirits or demons today. And I I had to share this Ravenhill quote with you. (laughs) If you have the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and two-thirds of the angels on your side, there's nothing to fear. There's absolutely nothing to fear. We get worked up when the enemy roars. His his loud roar and, and discourages us. And then we go to to verse 5. So Israel is what we think this is. She bore a male child. I even think Roman Catholicism might teach that this is Mary uh, and tied in with their, their theology on the ascension of Mary, if I'm not mistaken there. So she bore a male child. And if this was Mary, this has a lot of problems uh, trying to make this Mary. 
So she bore a male child who was to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. That sounds familiar. He's calling, wake up, child. It's your turn to shine. You born down as this. He's calling, wake up, child. It's your turn to shine. You've been listening to Regaining Lost Ground with Pastor Shane Eidelman. You can find more information at westsidechristianfellowship.org. That's westsidechristianfellowship.org. And for all the latest on what God is doing with His ministry here, please be sure to follow us on most social media platforms. Westside Christian Fellowship is located 60 miles north of Los Angeles in Leona Valley, California. Thank you again for listening to today's message of Regaining Lost Ground, where we are reminded daily, times change, truth does not. Regaining Lost Ground is sponsored by the generous supporters of the ministries of Westside Christian Fellowship. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.